Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. listening to the pastor scott show podcast have any questions or comments email pastor scott now at pastor scott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m and now here's pastor scott good afternoon ladies and gentlemen welcome to the pastor scott show hour two we're together each and every day from three to five talking about the issues of the day 888-528-2557 888-528-2557 the issues of the day from a christian perspective you know i went to a men's group the other day and uh, something i'm joining and uh you know Sometimes you go to these groups and uh, it can be kind of a downer. There's a whole lot of different ways you can go with this conversation, right? But the leader of it asked this great question. I thought it was – it's the first time I think I've been in anything really that I can think of that was really good. It was, what are you doing well? Like what – you know, what is it that right now in your life uh, you're overcoming? Or if you're struggling, where are you making progress? You know, what's what's the positive thing? you know, to do. And I know we, we think about our struggles a lot and all those different things, and that's fine. We want to deal with that. Um, but you know what? There are also things that we're doing well. You got a story to share? 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Uh, Yvette in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Hello. How are you? I'm good. What I struggle with, and it's embarrassing, I smoke. Uh-huh. And what I'm and what I'm good at at yeah. work and people that I know, they always say, oh, you're so strong. Pray for me. And you always know what I'm dealing with. You always have an answer to my prayer. And I'm like, Lord, how come I can't get an answer to my prayer? I really want to quit because I know our bodies are supposed to be the temple. Yeah. And I feel I feel bad. And I'm trying. I pray. And I want to know what to do. Yeah. But, you know, let me ask you this. Uh, one of the questions that we want to ask is, what are you doing well? So in spite of the fact that uh, you've got this, we'll talk about the smoking in a second. What are you doing well, though? I mean, your, your coworkers must think that there's something that you're doing well in your faith. Uh, the way I carry myself, the way I talk, the way I'll go in and I'll pray for people, uh-huh. the way I help people, I just reach out to homeless people. How I just stop and talk to those that are less fortunate and they don't understand why I do that because it's my heart. I mean, they're human just like I am. So I do well in having a heart for other people. Yeah, and other people see that, people you work with. Yeah, we go in the grocery store. My daughter is always like, why does everybody come up and talk to you? I said, it's not me. I just think that they see something else. Yeah. Can I just... can, uh-huh. I, can I just tell you, I think that's great. You know, part of what I think we want to do, and the reason I'm asking this question, you know, what are we doing well, is I think that we do better even with things we struggle with when we focus on what we're doing well. You obviously love the Lord, and people see that. And, you know, the the fact that your coworkers know that, the fact that people ask you to pray, the fact that you go into the supermarket and people come up to you, and do that, they're not terribly bothered by uh, your smoking. 
Like okay. we just, you know, I mean, uh, it's they might wish you didn't smoke if they know about it. Um, but you know, I would take a minute to focus on that and realize that part of uh, life and our growth in Christ is a process, and God's going to work on different things with us at different times. So make sure you you know, as as frustrating as the smoking might be, um, that the Lord is using you in spite of that. Okay. I thank you so much, and I listen to your show yeah. every day on my way home. And on the on the, I'm glad that you do. And on the smoking thing, you know what? Keep trying. It is hard. Try different things, and you know it's a it's it's something that is very difficult for people. You know, and I understand that, and God understands those things. I think that focusing on you know ask yourself this: Would I be a better testimony if I quit? And make it maybe in a way about other people. Uh, that probably helps. Um, and, uh, you know, do things to exercise or go for a walk or when you feel the temptation to do it, you've probably gone through all those kinds of things. Um, but in, in the process, uh, Yvette, don't forget that God is still using you. It's not an excuse to smoke, but it's also the grace of God that he uses us in spite of the things we struggle with. Well, I thank you, and I'm going to pray really hard and pray that one day I call you back and say, Pastor Scott, it's me, Yvette. Guess what? All right. I stopped smoking. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Yvette. God bless you. All right, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. What are you doing well at? So, you know, it is, I think that the the genius of that question, and I didn't come up with it. I said the men's group leader thing I went to who came up with it is that we spend so much time really focusing on the things that we struggle with or the things that we're just not very good at. What are you doing? Well, share your story with us. 888-528-2557. I don't think it's arrogant by the way, to say, Hey, you know what? This is a place where I'm really growing in my faith, or this is something where the Lord has been using me in a, in a positive way or where I'm, I'm growing. What I found out with the guys when we talked about this was it was a very positive conversation. And Kind of like just what happened with Yvette, you know, things we struggle with, we they dip into that conversation, right? The things that are there. And, you know, that's a part of who we are, and we want to sharpen each other, and we want to deal with those things. But ultimately, our perfection doesn't happen until we're perfected in Christ when we are raised with him or when we go to heaven. That'll happen there. Hopefully, there's growth. You know, life is is a progress. It is something that this is how we are really designed to be to move forward, to grow, to do certain things, and to do certain things well. Uh, I think it can be a positive thing to think about how God is using you well, because I think even in in church, you know, we can really put each other down. The smoking thing, for example, you know, smoking is a funny thing, really, because, you know, not too long ago, people thought it was okay for you. Right. I like old radio, old Jack Benny and George Burns and that whole crowd. Jack Benny is my favorite comedian of all time. And his old programs are sponsored by Lucky Strike. Uh, I don't know. Am I even allowed to say some other brand? A cigarette brand, you know, out there. And all the songs are about that. All the different things are about cigarettes and all the different slogans and how they're made and how they taste and how. And it's all these sophisticated people in these commercials, you know, doing this many of whom died of throat cancer and lung cancer and other stuff later on. You know, it's it's something that has changed over time, people's understanding. My my rule of thumb, though, with, with all of that is if you're sucking it into your lungs, if it's not air, it's probably not good for you. 
So the vaping or the marijuana or the cigarettes or whatever it is, you know, if it's if it's not air, and I know that's debatable certain times of day here in Los Angeles, but if it's not air, it's probably not good. Uh, 888-528-2557. In the Garden of Eden, from the beginning, you know, there are things that we're supposed to do. Adam was given the creation mandate to go cultivate and subdue the earth and fill the earth and multiply and do those kinds of things. And it's not just that we are to enjoy life, but there is something for us to do. We're never called to just simply be comfortable in this life. There are things to do, which I think in the garden and in the in the future in heaven, we'll be comfortable even doing whatever our work is. We're going to like that. But there's a purpose for us to do things. There is work to be done. There's a reason for being here, and there's a spiritual work to be done. And God is working with you to do that. We live in such a critical time where we get critical with each other on some of the small things, and we ignore the great things that are happening. What is it that you are doing well? Where have you said recently, hey, I'm growing spiritually? This is something, this is a good time for me, wherever you're at. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You know, I know when I'm doing well. I'll tell you where I'm doing well right now. Uh, I'm doing well in a couple of different areas. Number one, I'm reading a lot, you know, outside of um, the preparation for this show or other things. And I'm growing spiritually, I've noticed, when I'm in my Bible reading and when I'm reading books and learning more. I feel like God does more with me when I'm able to do that. And sometimes I get so busy that I don't. And I've got a commute, you know, coming in and out like a lot of you do. So uh, I know when I'm listening to a show like this or something where I'm learning and I'm engaged that there's an opportunity to grow. Um, When I tune out and other stuff, sometimes I need that. It's fine. But if it's all the time, then I don't think there's the growth. I also know that I'm doing well when, for me, when I don't worry. You know, I, I have been a worrier. I'm not as much as I used to be. But I used to worry about all kinds of things. You know, most of the stuff that people worry about is dumb, never happens, right? Uh, And that's a place where I would say spiritually God has worked on me a lot. You know, sometimes I don't worry enough about things I probably ought to worry about. And uh, usually when I'm in that case, uh, the Lord has sent me Christy, who tells me I should be more concerned about this (laughs) than I am. But I'll tell you what, there is something to that I think about um, when I think of what the Lord is doing with me, that I'm glad I don't worry about things as much, that I'm glad that I don't waste so much time worrying about things that either can't happen or that I can't control. And there's something that is a helpful thing in our life when we don't worry about the things we can't control or the things that uh, may not happen or haven't happened. You can't. You've got to deal with things each and every day. And I think God has made us a certain way that when we realize that he wants to grow us, when we are being redeemed, where there is a process, when we can take a look at our life and say, hey, you know what, God is actually doing something well with me. And maybe it's a hard question for some people because I don't think we ask the question, how are you growing spiritually of each other enough? You know what I mean? Do you ask that question of people in your Bible study or people in your family or people that you know who are believers, you know, hey, how are you growing spiritually? I think so often it's, how are you struggling? You know, let's deal with that. But you know what? How are you growing spiritually? That's such a much better question. And what I find is that when I'm growing spiritually or when other people are growing spiritually, when they can answer that question, the things that they struggle with, they get better. 
the things that they struggle with, they get better defined. They get to be something that um, maybe it kind of depends on what it is, but it gets to be smaller and smaller. When you're growing spiritually, when you're growing closer to the Lord, when you're knowing his word better, you find that the things that are harder get smaller. And I find that when I'm not growing spiritually or where I think most of us are is we're just unaware. Somebody says, where are you growing spiritually? If I'm asking you that question right now and you just haven't thought about it, I think that's the case for a lot of us. We just have not thought about it. What do you mean, am I growing spiritually? Well, I go to church and I'm in the Bible. No, no, I don't mean are you doing the things. I mean, is there an impact in your life? When you pray, are you praying more or is it more fervent? Are you trusting the Lord more or is it less? Is it just routine? Maybe you don't do any of it. You know, I think that's one of the big struggles for us is sometimes we say, how are we growing spiritually? And we just haven't thought about it. We don't know. Uh, It's a good thing to say, you know what, I'm not growing spiritually, if you know that to be true. Then I think you're better off than the person who doesn't actually know, because then you know, hey, I need to turn some things around. 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557 is the number. And uh, let me grab a call here. Uh, Neil in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Neil, you with us? Oh, gotcha. Great. Thank you. Um, One of the things that I'm doing good is I'm trying to memorize Scripture, and I started to memorize Ephesians 1. I just have this strange feeling that's not backed up by any fact that someday government's going to take our Bibles away from us. And I think it's important to, if everybody could memorize one book, like, let's say, Ephesians 4 or 5, we can all get together and share the gospel. But also by memorizing Scripture, it's taking the bad stuff out of my mind and putting good stuff in. Yeah, I think that's a great example of how you do it. So you decided you're going to memorize, uh, how much of Ephesians do you want to memorize? Uh, the first uh, Ephesians one, I'm um, through the first ten verses. I'm struggling with verses eleven through twelve right now, but I'm going to keep at it. Yeah, because that's it's important, and I just want to encourage everybody else to learn a book. Because if they take our Bibles away, I can say, "Hey, First John, how you doing?" Oh, I'm doing great, Ephesians. (laughs) That's right. You can do that. Well, good for you. I think that's a great way to say uh, this is something you're doing well at. Thank you, Neil, for calling the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. What are you doing well spiritually right now? What is it that is you feel like, you know what, God and I, we're doing well in this area. We've grown. We're growing. We are doing better. What are you What are you doing well? 888-528-2557. Memorizing Scripture, by the way, is an incredibly important thing to do. You know, we do that as kids, right? We send our kids to Sunday school, and they have Scripture memory. And if you send them to a Christian school, they probably have Scripture memory. If you send them to Awana or some other group like that, there's Scripture memory. But for some reason, we don't do that as adults, right? It's just it's an odd thing that we do that we stop doing that so often. And maybe that's not the right thing for every person. You know, if it just frustrates you to have to you know, memorize something, maybe that's, there's a better way for you to study the Bible. But for some people, that's a great way. The issue of, is the government one day going to take the Bibles away? You know, I have promoted before, and I often use my digital Bible on my phone. You know, it's great because I always have the Bible with me. It's an interesting time we live in where the Bible is actually more accessible to the people around the world than it ever has been. 
It is in hundreds of languages. It is available right on your phone. You can download it. You always have it. You can highlight. You can take notes. You know, you can do a lot of things with these apps. And, you know, it is an amazing thing to be in line at the grocery store and you can read your Bible. You can sit down wherever you go and you say, I'm going to take a break. Oh, I've got my Bible with me. I'm going to read it. That's amazing. And I used to say in church, hey, uh, take out your Bibles or your apps. Your church probably says that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I've told this story before. I had a woman come up to me and confront me about that. She was really feeling like we should not encourage people to simply use their uh, apps because one day maybe the app will not be allowed. And if people don't have a print Bible, where are they going to get the Word of God? Or what happens in the app if if the publishers are forced to change certain things for uh, politically correct reasons? You know that it can be changed digitally without even people knowing it. They're doing that with classical books right now, books that uh, might have stuff in it that's just old or won't be received well anymore. Rather than trust people with the maturity to filter through it, they'll just change it. And you can't do that with a print book, but you can do that with a digital book. It happens right away. So I do recommend, and because I've seen that happen, I do recommend get yourself a good print Bible and use that. Use the digital one when you can. I think it's great to have that with you, but but ha- make sure you've got a real Bible with you. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. What are you doing well? Like spiritually speaking, where are you growing? How are you doing? What is it that God is doing in your life right now that you can point to and say, you know what, this is the thing, this thing right here. God is doing this in my life, and uh, I'm excited about it. And, you know, you might have other struggles, and maybe those struggles sort of keep you from recognizing what the positive things are that God is doing in your life. But I want to encourage you this way, to, to not let that hold you back from the places where God is growing you. Maybe God is leaning you into something that you haven't thought about before. Maybe he is calling you to do something that you never thought you would be interested in, and yet here you are, and you're interested in that. 888-528-2557. You know, we tend to make resolutions as we come up on uh, New Year's Day, right? New Year's resolutions. Do you do that? I think people keep them about 17 days at best. I think that's it. And then you go back to, to whatever. You know, if you're in a gym and you actually go to the gym, not just send the money every month to not go, but you actually go. You know, the first couple of weeks of January, it's it's full of people. But then by the third week of January, it's back to the way it was in December. We struggle often to get somewhere, and we struggle somewhere to to grow. But we are not called to be machines. We are called to to grow. And studies tell us that during your 20s and then growing up after that, people stop growing. People stop growing intellectually. They stop growing in their faith. They lean on whatever it was that they learned in their education system, which is becoming less and less these days. How are you growing? There's a sad statistic that says most most adults don't read any book all the way through after college. Like none, no book of any kind. Not the Bible, not any other book, not a book for fun. And that is not something we should do. You know, what are you learning? You know, if you want to know how is God growing me, what are some things that you actually are learning. 888-528-2557. Ted in LA, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Pastor Scott, Ted, City of the Angels, how are you, my brother? I'm good, Ted. How are you? 
Oh, through the grace of God, through the grace of God. Um, I just wanted to bring up uh, my sister, and she, I mean, she retired from Boss. She ran like 15 stores, and then now she's running all the stores in uh, Gelson's because she got it, you know, started working there. Uh-huh. And uh, at any rate, she does all the paperwork, and she lost all of her information on her computer in a blink of an eye, and she was told you didn't pay for a virus uh, extra. And uh, she's huge on having a paper trail. Um, I let her take care of the books on my business now. I just turned it over to her three or four months ago because uh, it's my understanding the women ran the books for Jesus, so I'm not better than Jesus. And she's cleaning up my act. And she said, even though I'm paying bills on her computers and organizing, she wants me to have a paper trail, have everything sent uh, from all of the companies. It's, it's and because of that. And so I'm really backing up what you're saying. Uh, we you feel like you're growing, you're getting better in this area? Is it, you know, is oh, oh God, yeah. spiritually God, speaking, a... do you think that is an area where you're, you're doing well in your work? Uh, well, I'm a train wreck, you know, without Jesus. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, you okay. know, I, a lot of times in life, I felt like I'm just rushing the quarterback and it's difficult for me to, to, uh, really, um, wear many hats. So I get focused and then I come up for air like a badger and, you know, but at least I work hard, yeah. you know, but well, I, keep, keep working know. hard, Ted. And, you know, look I at those can. things that you're going through with your sister and stuff and really ask, you know, what is God doing with me to help me grow? I think that will, yeah. I think you'll find that to be encouraging. I got to take a break. I see your call, Brian, and I'll get your call as soon as we come back. What are you doing well? That's the question. How is God growing your faith? What are the things that as a follower of Jesus, you are improving at? What is the thing? What are the things that God is doing well in your life? Share that story. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back as the Monday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. What are you doing well? Like spiritually, how are you growing? What is God doing in your life? We so often con- you, you talk about, maybe in our small groups or with our friends or whatever, you know, what we're struggling with and we focus on that. That's all right to talk about that, but how often do we acknowledge how we're doing well? How are you growing? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Brian in Redondo Beach, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, thanks, Pastor. Happy Monday. Happy uh, Monday. Like touching on the spiritual side, I think... I've grown immensely over the course of five or ten years. Hmm. And that's the, you know, God works in mysterious ways. It's not always instantaneous. I think over time, that's how God, you know, brick by brick by brick. But I'm definitely changed from what I was then. And I like, there's a great, I don't know if it's a proverb or a quote, but, you know, somebody, I heard somewhere once that said, you know, God is never late and he's always on time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, God is always doing something, and I think that's why I'm asking this question today, is that we need to acknowledge it. It helps our worship. It helps us grow even further. And, you know, we're kind of a negative, uh, depressing society a lot of the time. We really focus on what's wrong all the time. There's always something wrong. But what about what's going right? 
I think that when you see that, and like you said, when you look at it over time, you really see a lot of growth, you know, over a period of time. I'm glad that you can look at that, Brian. Uh, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Michael and Camarillo, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello, Pastor Scott. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Michael. How are you? I'm quite well, thank you. I wanted to say, first of all, I very much enjoy your show. I love your activity and patience and just a lot of things. Uh, Pastor Scott, I wanted to make reference to a gentleman who called moments ago about memorization of Scripture and just briefly weigh in on that. I find a very powerful agreement. I've memorized um, from the King James Version, which I love the language, the fifth, sixth, and seventh chapters of Matthew. And on my commute to work every morning, I recite those, and my day definitely goes better. I've been doing that for two or three months now, and it really does make a difference. So I would encourage everyone out there to find a passage of Scripture for that, and maybe the possibility that our Bibles could be taken to do that and make it uh, a type of morning devotional. It works very well. Yeah, what made you decide so, to do that? So you've only been doing that for a couple of months, so what made you decide to, uh, to do that? By day, I'm more positive, I'm more resilient. There's definitely a difference. It's something. It's kind of like a type of prayer in a sense. Yeah, it and is. You know, that's before the Sermon on the Mount, so it goes over a lot of the basics of what the Lord told us that we should be doing on a daily basis. As yeah, Christians. so important. So, so, Michael, what? Why did you start to do that? Uh, I'm well. I'm a high school teacher, and I teach language. And part of language is memorization. I right. Okay. So, and I speak a few other languages too. And part of the whole vocabulary thing is sitting down and just going through that grind. Memorization does pay hands dividends. It does. And uh, to be able to say that to yourself on your way in and out, uh, that's great. That's a great passage to learn if you're going to do it, uh, Matthew 5 through 7. Michael, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. How are you growing? Where are you doing well spiritually? What is it that God is doing in your life? 888-528-2557. You know, I said a second ago how depressed we, we are. You know, our generation has the most, the highest number of depressed people ever. Did you know? And you wouldn't think so. You wouldn't think with all of the technology we have, all the comforts that we have, the the wonderfulness of so many things in our world, you would think that we'd be the happiest ever, but we're not. The If you go back a couple hundred years, you know, we were mostly agricultural, right? And, you know, people had so much more work to do. So much more work to do on everything just to survive, just to to live. You know, and historically, the interesting thing is actually we're much less busy today. We're having a conversation about having a four-day work week, right? I don't see how that's going to work for the Pastor Scott Show, and I don't want to do that. I want to have stuff to do, right? But some people, and I get it, you're going to work maybe the same hours, maybe 10 hours a day, four days a week. Some of you are doing that already in your, your companies, and I can see how it works. But what are you going to do with the other three days? that you have off. It's not necessarily something that will fill you with joy because you have more time, because we've actually seen that when people were more busy, when people had less leisure time, they were actually happy. 
They were happier in a, a different and deeper way. And, you know, back in the day, you were probably a farmer or a craftsman of some kind. You grew things, you made things, you worked with your hands, you worked on it constantly, and you prayed for the land for sure, but you had to go out and work it, right? You cut it, and you threshed it, and you bundled it, and you sold it, you ate it, you did all the stuff. And if you grew enough, then you would invest, and you would send it out to other places. You tried to get in stores. It was, you were just very busy. Uh, there's not very many depressed farmers back then. There's some today because if they get the most depressed when we pay them to do nothing. We pay them not to grow stuff, right, with subsidies and things. But you didn't have the same kind of uh, depression that we have today, the same struggles. You know, suicide has become one of the greatest killers now of people who are under 44, of people who are much, much younger. It has used to be car accidents for young people. But suicide and drug overdose now are number one for people 18 to 44. That's incredible. When you, when you think about who we are and where we are as a society uh, and all the advances that we've made, you would think that the opposite is true. So it used to be car accidents. In fact, not too long ago. I'm talking about just the beginning of this century from 2001. Uh, in 2001, the biggest killer of people who were uh, ages 18 to 44 was traffic accidents. Today, it's suicide, it is drug overdose, uh, and homicide. Just a few years later. You know, we are struggling as a society. I'm not telling you this to bring it down, but I'm telling you this to say, you know what, there is growth to be had and we can grow. And it's not just about comfort. It's not, our life should not be, our goal is not just about making money. There's a lot of things you can do, but if, if making money is the goal, that's, it's just not going to bring you much. You know, today, you know, with the, the lack of work that maybe we have, that's why you need a hobby. You need something to go do uh, that lets you live. Um, it is an important thing. And spiritually, all of this matters. It really does. We grow spiritually more when God is doing stuff, when we acknowledge that he's doing stuff. He's always doing stuff. But when we see it, when we see the importance of what God is doing, not just every day, but over time. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And I'm asking, what are we doing well? What are you doing well? What is it that is a place where you're growing in your life? You're, you're struggling with something. There's something going on you're struggling with. That's usually what you know, we talk about so often as believers. But let's talk about how we're growing. And if you've never thought about that, take a minute to think about it. I think a lot of us don't think about it. We just get in the, the mean, you know, the, we, our, our society, it's another drawback of being an entertainment-based society. Uh, it's okay to have some entertainment, but our heroes back in the day used to be judges, military figures, politicians even, can you imagine? Uh, that's changed. You know who it is today? It's mostly af- actors and athletes that we really like, Right. Uh, writer strike is over. That's a good thing. It impacts a lot of lives. Uh, it's a bad thing in, with respect to the idea that some writers are going to go back to work destroying Star Wars and destroying things that we like in our culture. Um, but, you know, the fantasies that sometimes we, we find heroic, they, it's just not real. There's something that is very, very important when we look at our life to see how we're growing. 
And this is where it is. God does things that go from alpha to omega, beginning and end. He doesn't do things overnight most of the time. He does things that help us grow over time. And one of the great ways that we really see our life is when we see how we're growing. You know, what are you doing right now to grow your faith? Um, Not just getting over the stuff you struggle with, but what are you doing to, to grow? Have you made a plan for that? You know, Luke 2.52, even Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and men. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and with God, in favor with God and men. That's amazing. So here's a couple of things for you. 888-528-2557 if you want to share your story. I find that growing people, for myself this is true, and in all my years of ministry where I've been at places long enough to see people grow, you know, when you get to see people over the course of 15 or 20 years in their life, they might still have some struggles a lot, but it's great to look and say, this is where you once were. And when you're able to be at the same church or the same ministry or you're with the same people for a long period of time, you really get to see them. And I find that that people who grow a lot, they're teachable. They always want to learn. They're dynamic. They're able to change. They're able to see what's next. They are courageous. They are encouraging people. I'll tell you what, if you want to grow spiritually, if you're saying, gosh, I don't know, one of the ways to do it is to be an encouraging person. Just go out and encourage people and say, hey, you're doing a great job. You know, go find somebody at work and just just give them a moment of encouragement. Don't put the word but in there. Don't say, hey, you're doing a great job, but. That's probably not going to be encouraging. Just find the thing that somebody is doing well at and encourage them with that. We need that. We're such a critical culture all the time. We We just rip on each other and we rip on ourselves. That's not how God's doing it. He wants us to grow and he wants us to celebrate and worship him where we see that. All right, I've got to take a break. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'll continue taking your calls on what you're doing well at that number, 888-528-2557. Plus, I want to share a story about a pastor who wanted to prove, a couple of pastors who wanted to prove that uh, God is with them, so uh, they got into a lion's den. And uh, we'll see what happened with with that and uh, whether or not it's a good idea to tempt God with that. This is the Pastor Scott Show. You can follow us on social media at Pastor Scott Show. You can watch us right now on kkla.com. We'll be back as the Monday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. There's a viral video going around right now that shows a pastor, supposedly, putting himself in a lion's den in Nigeria uh, to prove that the Lord is with him, that he can put himself in a lion's den. And do you think this is a good idea? Do you think there's something spiritual about this that is positive to put yourself in a lion's den or some other kind of predicament and predict that God is going to take you through it? We were talking about spiritual growth and how you're growing. Uh, This is not it. Can I just tell you that? Uh, It's not it. There's a couple of stories that I want to share with you about this, because this guy who uh, he calls himself a pastor, and supposedly he brought his whole congregation to prove that the Lord is with him and that he has uh, this relationship with God, apparently, that he can go in this lion's cage and uh, everything will be fine for him. So he goes to the zoo and he goes in this lion's cage. In the video, there's not really any audio with it uh, that you can use on 
me on the air, but he's sitting there and he's got this bright blue suit on. Like it is a bright blue. It's not navy. It's like Dodger blue suit, right? Really bright. And he's wearing the suit and he goes into the lion's den and the lions are all kind of laying there. And the funny thing to me is they kind of look annoyed, mostly. They just And he's like giving them little shoves and petting them and he's just hanging out in there and people are watching. Uh, and nothing's really happening. The lions are definitely annoyed is how they look. Uh, it turns out, according to the uh, BBC, British Broadcasting Company, uh, the bloke, they call him a bloke, is not actually a pastor. How often do you call people a bloke? I don't I don't. You know, anyway, he, the bloke is not a pastor. He's actually a zookeeper. And that actually he, he has the ability to understand how to go into a lion's cage and, uh, and mess around. I don't know that that's always a good idea anyway. But it seems to me that that takes away the whole spiritual statement you're trying to make. The fact that you're actually maybe he is a pastor, but he's also a zookeeper. And so what's happening is other people who saw him there are now saying, why don't you go out and to the wild into a pack of lions and do that and see if the Lord protects you. And uh, he is refusing uh, to do that, apparently. Uh, you know, you can't fake it with the Lord. And you got to be careful because in this case, probably as a zookeeper or a lion tamer, or whatever his role might be, maybe he knows more than the average bloke. But there is another guy who did this in uh, 1991, and there's no video or anything of this. This is before there is, you know, obviously the uh, technology that we have today where everything's videotaped. The guy's name is Daniel Abdurin, A-B-O-D-U-N-R-I-N, if you want to go look up his story. And uh, he decides that he's going to put himself in a cage full of lions. And he d- he is a pastor, and he had it in his mind that he can do this, and the lions wouldn't do anything to him. He is not a zookeeper. He is not a lion tamer. He is a guy just like me, um, who are new, who goes into the lion's den. And uh, in this story, unfortunately, he brought his whole church uh, to him, and uh, they, they watched him get torn apart by those lions, turns out. Uh, do not tempt the Lord your God. It is not spiritual growth to somehow put on a spiritual stunt to see what the Lord would do, and certainly not to fake it. Uh, and uh, you don't need to do that. God's not, it's not even what the story is anyway. You know, when God protected Daniel in the lion's den, Daniel didn't volunteer in some kind of, uh, you know, Babylonian stunt at the circus that was Nebuchadnezzar's circus to, you know, go do something. He, he went in there because he was thrown in there, and the Lord uh, protected him. You know, that's how that goes. Do not tempt the Lord your God. You don't need to do that to prove that you're a Christian or anything. You know what, how you prove you're a Christian? The Bible actually tells us. Jesus tells us. You prove you're a Christian by your love. You prove you're a Christian because uh, not to yourself or other people, but, or I mean, to, uh, not to yourself, but you prove because other people see that you're a loving person, that you're different somehow, that you really want to follow the Lord, that in your interactions with the people that you actually know in your life, you you love people. We live in a time where you can go online and you can have a million people watch you talk about being a Christian. I think that's really incredible about that. So a lot of people do that. Some people do it really well. Other people are doing very poorly at it. But you can have a huge audience and share the gospel. You can, you know, talk about the Bible. You can talk about spiritual growth. But the interesting thing is, is that there's really only a handful of people who actually know whether or not you're telling the truth or not. 
Those are the people that you work with. Those are the people that you go to school with. Those are the people that you live in your house or they live next door to you. You know, we don't know our neighbors very well, most Americans, but we actually know them better than we think, right? Because when the windows are open, we, we hear what they're yelling at each other. We smell what they might be smoking in the backyard. We, uh, you know, hear what they watch on TV. We, hear, we know our neighbors and they know you a lot better than you think when you think about it. Those people understand where you're at with your faith. The people that you work with, the people that you interact with on a regular basis, we call them your oikos around here, uh, they know how you're doing spiritually. And we've been talking about that this hour, 888-528-2557 is the number. How are you growing spiritually is the question I'm asking, 888-528-2557. And it strikes me that a lot of us may not even know that we don't ask that question enough. I think we ask the question too often, how am I struggling? You know, how are you struggling and how can we help you with your struggling rather than, you know, how am I growing spiritually? It's such a much more positive thing. It isn't that you don't deal with stuff in your life. You should. But, you know, here's some questions for you. You know, are you deliberately going somewhere spiritually? Have you deliberately decided, you know what, I'm going to grow spiritually. Today, would you just take a minute and examine where you're at? You might say, I'm not growing spiritually, I'm backsliding or I'm regressing or whatever word you might use. But but you know what, that, if you can do that, at least you know, and you can you can make a plan. And if you're growing spiritually, you might say, how do I continue doing that? That's where I would struggle is I'm growing spiritually for a while, then I stop doing whatever it is that is really helping me grow spiritually. And I need to get back on that train. Abraham Lincoln once said that things may come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. I like that one. Things may come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. The idea is you should make a plan. If you want to grow spiritually, you don't want to just wait around and say, God, you know, why aren't you helping me grow spiritually? God wants you to do something. He wants you to interact. He wants you to read his word and don't just read passages that you like or that make you comfortable. Go pick a book of the Bible and read it and study it. You know, you can read the whole thing. You can read, if you started today, October 2nd, and you read your Bible for an hour a day, one hour, and you, or maybe you got an audio Bible and you listen to it, maybe, you know, just make sure you really listen and don't tune out, you know, into something else, but you're focusing. It's better if you read it, or it's much better if you actually listen while you have a Bible open and you read along with the writer, or you just read it. But if you listen, listen, if you listen for an hour a day, every day, right now, October 2nd, 2023, by December 31st, you will have read the whole Bible the whole thing in just three months. Most Christians, most church-going Christians have not read most of the Bible. They've not touched it. They've never read it. They've never heard a sermon. They've read maybe the Gospels. They've heard a lot of sermons. They've probably heard most of the New Testament over the course of their lifetime, depending on how old they are in sermons, certain things in the Old Testament, especially some stories, those kinds of things. But how many of us can say that we've actually read it ourselves? How many of us who are believers in fact, if you're not a believer, you should read it anyway. It's the best-selling book of all time. In fact, I know a guy who is agnostic, so he described himself. And I told him he's a lousy agnostic because he said he'd never read the Bible. I said, you can't be a good agnostic. He was very proud of being agnostic. And I said, you know, you're a lousy agnostic if you haven't read the Bible, if you're not really looking into it. And you know what? He took me up on it. He read the Bible, and he did this. He did it in just three months, and he became a Christian because of that. You know, if you read the Bible quickly and you go through it, you're not going to understand everything. There's a lot that you're not going to understand. There's a couple of books that are hard to get through. They, they are. 
It's okay. Just keep going. Plod along. Once again, things are things, you know, it just takes some time. People who plod are successful. People who just keep going at it, they're successful. Think about this. So in three months, you could have read the whole Bible. Think about what God would do in your life between now and the first of the year if you actually read the whole Bible. You know what? People who do that, they grow tremendously. They see things they've never thought about before. They God does amazing things. I know a couple, their testimony is that it saved their marriage, and it didn't save their marriage because they read Song of Solomon. It didn't save their marriage because they got some picture of what marriage is in the Bible in particular. In fact, their story is that somewhere in the middle of Isaiah, they started talking as a couple, not about well, they did. They started talking about Isaiah. They started talking about what they were reading. And they said, what happened over time is we read this together and we shared our thoughts every day and it changed our conversation toward each other. It changed our attitude toward each other. It changed the entire, our entire mindset of our day every day because we were in the Bible every day and we didn't understand most of what we were reading, but we found out that suddenly we were on the same page and we helped each other understand the things that maybe only one of us seemed to understand. And we laughed about the things we didn't quite understand. And their study is, their story is, is by the time they got to Isaiah, their marriage was so much better. And that was only in, you know, two months to get to that point, that it is an amazing thing. See, God wants you to grow. He wants you to grow. And one of the things he wants you to do is be in his word. The other thing he wants you to do is love the people that he's placed in your life. Encourage those people. Be that encourager. Be that person who is, um, you know, dealing with people in such a way that they want to come to you, like our caller said a little while ago, um, to to pray for you, that you're, you are known as the, the minister of your office or your dorm or your school. Do that and focus on how to grow. And those things in your life that you're struggling with, whether it be sins or just things where you have weakness or other stuff, all of those things get smaller when you're actually growing in your faith. I got I to gotta be done for today. Brian, I see your call. You can always call us on Friday, Open Line Friday. I won't get to your call and others here, Brian, because we're out of time. You can follow up the Pastor Scott Show at Pastor Scott Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just look for at Pastor Scott Show. And you can get the podcast. Just look for the Pastor Scott Show. Click subscribe. Everybody, I'll see you tomorrow from 3 to 5. God bless. Have a good night.